0: All right. Time for a mini morning sports desk on this August 2nd. This would normally be the time where I tell Corey happy Tuesday, happy taco Tuesday. Uh, one of the, one of those things in between there. But, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, Corey's out for the next couple of weeks as he and his family are celebrating, uh, the birth of their third child. So congratulations to the Tackman family. Uh, we're flying solo here today. But the Minnesota Twins, by the way, uh, let's just jump right into this because man, did they need a win and it came from one of the most unlikely people. Miranda's at second and a pitch, a swing and a fly ball, center field deep, green going back, still going, track, wall, ball game! Or three. Twins win! Twins win! The first-place Minnesota Twins win it! Celebration begins around home plate. And yeah, uh first-place Minnesota Twins still. Cleveland won their game yesterday. The Twins would have had to win to remain in sole possession of first place, and that they did. It was Gio Urshela who... Uh, has been kind of up and down. He's been kind of average this year. Hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad either, Uh just kind of in that purgatory. But he came up with a big home run uh and just muscled that thing out into straightaway center field. It was a big uh inning for the Twins because they played pretty not great up until about the eighth inning when the Bats really started to get going. They scored three runs in the bottom of the 10th. Three other RBIs, though, throughout the game. Uh, Urshela had two in the 10th, but Jose Miranda had a, the game-tying RBI in the 10th inning, and he also had another game-tying RBI single, a two-run single, in the 8th inning to tie the game up at two. I've said on this program before, I'm okay with trading Jose Miranda. I'm okay with 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 trading him if it means we're going to get pitching. But man, he's been hitting so well right now that honestly, uh, there's two ways of looking at it. One is, wow, his trade value is never going to be higher. But another one is, this guy's playing so good. Why, Why would we even think about getting rid of Jose Miranda, who's been one of the Twins' best hitters, and he's come up with a lot of hits in big spots for the Twins? Uh, so let's get back to Gio Urshela though here's a little bit of him talking after the game about his home run yeah I mean a lot of emotions uh baby and uh, walk off and winning it's it's good for the for the team yeah you know uh it's good for the team because it keeps the twins back on track as again sole possession of first place by the way that was Gio Urshela's first career walk off home run so Awesome to see him come in and contribute. Uh, by the way, if Jose Miranda's not the team's eventual first baseman, you'll have to look with uh third base and Gio Urshela because Jose Miranda plays first and third base. So the Twins have some decisions to make on that long-term future. But right now, they win. They stay in first place. They have an opportunity again against Detroit to pick up a couple more wins. And then they have a four-game series with the Toronto Blue Jays coming into town that's going to be important. Again, as I mentioned earlier, the Twins last night tried to lose that ball game in a couple different ways. And one is just the bats not showing up until the eighth inning. Another one is the Twins had a chance to win the game in the ninth. Uh as they had the bases loaded with two gone. Or they had I should say runners on first and second. Two outs. Runners on second and third, excuse me. I'm getting I want to paint the situation right because it's gonna understand. Runners on second and third. There's two outs and Now coming to the plate is Carlos Correa, a chance to win the game for the Twins, and you could tell that they were pitching around him a little bit. They didn't want to give Correa anything good to hit, so then they walk him. But on the ball four, it gets away from the catcher, I believe it's Tucker Barnhart, and all of a sudden... Nick Gordon, who's on third base, gets caught in no man's land because he sees the ball bounce. He wants to score the winning run, so he gets off first, or third base, and gets picked off trying to get back. And I just can't tell you how dumb of a play that is because you have Luis Arise coming to the plate, a man who's a singles machine after your other best hitter, Carlos Correa, draws a walk to load the bases. You have them on the ropes. Why do you bail them out with a dumb base running play like that? Now, Nick Gordon had a good base running play earlier in the game, stealing second base when the Tigers just didn't have anybody covering second. So, I mean, but it's just one of those blunders where if you commit that in, you know, junior high baseball, your coach is going to pull you aside and just say, hey, you can't do that, and especially when you get to the JV and varsity. If you do games like that, your coach definitely is going to pull you aside and and uh, give you an earful, at least. Maybe not yell at you, but he's definitely going to be very disappointed in you if you do that. But it's just one of those things where that almost cost the Twins the ball game because the Tigers did get the lead in the top of the 10th for a brief second before the Twins came back and scored three in the bottom half of that inning. But... They, this Twins team, again, their lineup is good. Their lineup is playoff caliber, especially when they're clicking. They're one of the better lineups in baseball. But, there's just little things that separate them quite from being that, that great team. And one is the pitching, obviously, which they're gonna address. We'll talk about the trade deadline here in a second. But, uh, but what separates them is the little things. Uh, there's a few d- guys who are great defenders. Urshela's been good. Correa's been good. Byron Buxton's been good. But you just see there's little blunders here and there with fielding. They don't quite hit the cutoffs at certain points. Uh, Luis Arise is good for somebody who's not a natural-born first baseman. But every once in a while, and you saw it on Sunday in San Diego, sometimes it comes to bite you. And then there's just base-running mistakes. The Twins steal the least of any team in baseball. They do not steal. And yet they still find ways to get thrown out on the base, base paths and find ways to screw up. And all I'm saying is that nearly cost the twins a loss against the team in Detroit that they need to relit, they frankly they need to sweep. Uh, they don't need to, but like, they pretty much should. This Tigers team, has given up on the season. They're just trying to get out of here uh with their wits about them. It's it's August. They're basically counting down the days until the season's over. It's been that kind of year for Detroit. Pick up as many wins as you can against them. But now we get to the trade deadline today, uh, and that is really interesting because the trade deadline is at 5 p.m. Frankie Montes, the big pitcher from Oakland that the Twins fans have been asking for since April, since March, Win, of course, to the New York Yankees. So the biggest pitcher off the market is in New York. He's going to play for the Yankees, cause of course, cause the rich get richer. But, Luis Castillo, the other big name pitcher, got traded to Seattle last week. So, now, the options are kind of in that second tier. Uh, Tyler Male, uh, who's a, Maley, Malle, one of those two. Anyway, he's a pitcher for uh, the Cincinnati Reds, he's pretty good. His ERA's a little high. I think it's around four, uh, earned runs per game, but... He's a good pitcher. His underlying numbers look good. He was hurt a little bit this year. He's healthy now. And also, he plays in one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks in the world. Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati is just a complete hitter's ballpark. And he has terrible numbers at that stadium. If the Twins were to get him, he'll never have to pitch there. So he won't have to worry about it at all. And that, I think, would help his numbers. His numbers on the road are really good compared to at home. I think Tyler Molly has to be the Twins' number one option. And now as of this morning, uh John Heyman of the New York Post is reporting that the Twins and the Phillies are kind of the are among the teams on Red's right hander, Tyler Molly. Uh, so there is hope that maybe the Twins could land a trade like that. Not quite sure what it's going to take to get him. Uh, but I think the Twins need to definitely go for it. He has another year of team control, so it's not just for this season. The Twins would also get him throughout next season, which would be ideal as well. I think he's a guy the Twins should go after. I've said this, uh, before a little bit, but I think, uh, I think, uh, when you look at, uh, the Twins and who they need to get, uh, Lopez is a guy from Miami, uh, Pablo Lopez is a pitcher for the Miami Marlins, and he's having a really good season. He's 26 years old. He's a righty. He's not free agent eligible until 2025. So the Twins would have him for 2023 and 2024. He has an ERA of about 3.7, so pretty good. And, or excuse me, 3.4. So he's pretty good. And you get him for a couple more years. You'll have to give up a little bit more to get him, but I'm willing to do that if I'm the Twins to get a solid pitcher on my staff uh who's under team control. Some other sneaky options you could look at, guys like Nathan Ivaldi from the Boston Red Sox the Twins could trade for, Blake Snell with the San Diego Padres. Uh So there's a few different under-the-radar uh, names that the Twins could go after, but those are kind of the big names that you'll see. Now, the Twins love to do this, by the way. The Twins love to go after, uh to be in on the big names, and then when they eventually don't get them, they pivot and find some guy we've never even heard of. That's exactly what happened when the Twins were trying to get Montes or Manaya from Oakland, and then they turn around and make a trade with the San Diego Padres and instead get Chris Paddock. Now, Paddock, of course, had Tommy John surgery, but he was doing good for the Twins. I think that's kind of their thing. They always, just when you think they're going to make a trade for a position of need, they do it, but it's a person we've never heard of, or at least is so under the radar where we're like, they got him? Really? So that's, I mean, don't be surprised if the Twins trade for a couple guys and your first reaction is to go, who? Never even heard of that guy, because that's just that's just how they roll. That's how this... Front office is rolled for the Minnesota Twins, but we'll talk about all the trade deadline moves or non-moves. If the Twins don't make any moves, I'm not going to be happy tomorrow on our morning sports desk. There's one last thing I want to mention, and then we'll call it a morning. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh this amateur baseball news as the section bracket was announced. uh For the section bracket for... Region 14C, the tournament for amateur baseball. Just going to give you a quick update on some of the brackets there, as Deer Creek is going to play Wolf Lake on Friday at 7.30 p.m. in Deer Creek, and you have Midway playing Vergas in Monaga at 7.30 p.m. on Friday, On and again Friday, both these games at 7.30 p.m. Perham and Staples in Purim, and Park Rapids will play Verndale in New York Mills, some of the uh, the teams getting the first round buys who will play Saturday include Sabika, New York Mills, Nimrod, and Bluffton. So there you go. There's a little bit of your amateur baseball outlook as well as their tournament action gets going. Best of luck to all the town teams as they get started with that. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, August 2nd.